1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let athletic architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together.
0: You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the water All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere.
2: Guys, let's let's kind of let's kind of talk. Kind of state of the program, man. How are we feeling? Signing day was yesterday. I, I didn't give you nothing. I didn't even put together a graphic for nothing. It's all good, man. Um, I mean, we ain't give it
1: two players, though.
2: So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. But uh how are we feeling, man. How are we feeling? Jeremiah Cobb, we secured his signature. Uh mm-hmm. picked up a recruit for 2024 as well as 2025. Yep. Uh Autry for 2025 and Jaden Lewis. Uh, who many people felt was going to commit very soon and did on Wednesday. So we still had some exciting recruiting news, even though we only signed a player that we knew was going to sign. Thoughts on just the momentum. And we got that,
1: that preferred walk-on punter too. So. Yeah, yeah, we got him. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: How are we feeling about the moment? It seems like we still are riding a lot of momentum into this dead period where the coaching staff is now beginning to... Beginning to prepare for spring, Um, Hugh Freeze met with media today and plans to actually sit down and meet with players a week from today, I believe. So your thoughts on kind of where we are, it's been a whirlwind two months. Like a lot has happened in these two months. Good things, but it's just been a lot happening. How are you feeling going into spring? I'll start with you, B. Will.
0: I am Ecstatic, because we fixed some clear deficiencies in our roster. Offensive line, linebacker, we're short on defensive linemen. We got that room full as well. That's the first most important thing. No matter how good your coaches are, you still have to have bodies with talent to work to work with. And we were just falling behind in in talent in certain positions. And it was noticeable. You saw it on the field. It wasn't just on the rosters. It wasn't just on signing days. On the field. We saw deficiencies in play in several positions. So you fix those quickly and, and with some urgency, I'm happy. Now, anything else that Hugh Freeze could say that his assistant coaches could say between now and when a quarterback battle happens and we see some some play in A-Day, it's, it's whatever. I don't know. I don't know what effect he's having on these kids right now as they are uh, talking to him in meetings. As he said, he was going to sit down and start talking to kids. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to feel about what he has to say. I don't know how many people are going to be uh, excited with their with they're standing or disappointed with their standing and choose to leave. I don't know if his message is being received properly. All I know is that you addressed the problems and now you have to start to get everything in order according to what you, the head coach, want to see in a football program. Um, I, I've seen quotes from him that sound great, talking about how important uh, the, the trenches are. And it was that one quote, I think it was from Tim Tebow, giving Hugh Freeze credit for how he builds his teams. It's like, yeah, I, I, I see how he wants to do things. The next step is you get these guys in spring camp. You get them on the field for a day. Let us see it. Let us see uh, oh, Robbie Ashford with improved efficiency and improved accuracy and throwing the ball. Let us see a Holden Garner come in and look like, man, maybe he could be a number one. Let's see it. Let's see it. That's that's the next step. So right now, yes, I'm happy. Anything he could say between now and A-Day when we see quarterback play is, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to hear. But I want the, the next metric is how do these quarterbacks look on A-Day? That's what I'm waiting for next.
2: Mike G. isn't joining us, uh, tonight. Uh, he has the night off, but he was there to cover, uh, Hugh Freeze meeting with media and actually was able to ask him uh, a couple of questions. Um, he asked him about the transfer portal and he also asked him about, uh, what, what it takes to be an SEC quarterback. He gave a pretty interesting answer, Ike. Um, He, 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 obviously he doesn't like
1: lists. (laughs) All right. He he made that clear. He doesn't like lists. Don't, don't, don't end up on a Hugh Freeze list.
2: Don't end up on a Hugh Freeze list. Uh, That's not
1: good for you. Was that, was that a different, world? I'm going to make it a different, a different world references on a different world where um, the dorm director, she's walking around and she goes, you're on my, it's either that (laughs) or Cosby show. I can't remember which one. Was it Dawn? Nah, 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 nah. This is later (laughs) on. In, um, in the second class, this ain't the first oh, class okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah,
2: um Ike, we've said that this is Robbie asked for his job to lose. Mm-hmm. We've also said that he could actually <laughs> lose this job, mhm, it looks like Hugh Freeze has a standard, he has certain expectations, and for sure. he he will not bend for anyone, yep on this standard, um. What, what do you take? What do you take with that? What do you do with that? Hearing him say that, and he, I mean,
1: yeah. um, I mean, so I, I think that that just means don't come in here expecting somebody to hand something to you because it's not going to get just. I he, he is waiting for somebody to take the job, so he's like, listen, I haven't coached any of you guys. I've seen some of you throw. What was interesting, and I get it. I already had the stones thrown at me on Twitter for saying it there. I'm going to say it here. What was interesting is the description of what he said about his evaluation of the quarterbacks thus far. He's like, I've seen them throw on film. I haven't had a chance to coach them. But he said they didn't have a lot of tape for me to evaluate where they weren't running around without a lot of protection or see them operate, blah, 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 this and that. I mean, there's only what, three throws for you to say that about Holden Garter? that leads me to believe he watched some TJ film as well. Mm -hmm. If he's putting the category of them, not him, he didn't say him singular, right? uh, of people who he watched film on to determine what they were looking like going into the spring. So I know people don't want to hear it, but I think that he's going to let TJ compete in the spring to see what he's got. And he's saying that, the evaluation was difficult because I only got a chance to see the vast majority. He's like, a lot a lot of that stuff, they're having to run or they're having to roll out away from pressure and stuff right. like that. So he didn't really get a chance to see what he's got on there. Um, so in
2: other words, what you're saying is he hasn't come to the conclusion that a lot of fans have come to about yeah, our quarterbacks.
1: About any of them. I don't think he's come to any conclusions about anybody. He's saying so, no, nobody has impressed me enough to say he's the guy we'll see some somebody somebody get my get my attention this spring right
2: right
0: yeah
2: and and he's saying that he hasn't seen enough to say that this guy isn't the guy yeah so everyone has oh yeah no he hasn't ruled anybody out He hasn't ruled anyone out even though we are when I say we, I just mean our fan base. Our fan base has
1: definitely said that there are some people who they don't want to see start. Actually, I don't know that there's anybody who our fan base has unanimously said that they want to see starting. There are some people who are firmly in the Robbie camp. There are some people who are just like, he ain't it. There ain't nobody out here. Some people are like, I don't know what to think of Holden. I think he can throw. And then the rest of them are like, we don't have an SEC starter on our roster.
2: But that's what you want to hear if you are a QB in that room. Yeah, that lets you know that hey, I can show this coach something this spring.
0: Right. That 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 what, means which is all
2: you're asking. Go competition
0: ahead, competition is open. That yeah. means you're not ruling me out. I can come in here and prove myself. Game and on. objectively win this job. That that's all anybody who goes to a major program really wants to, to hear. Tell
1: me that I really have a shot.
0: So you're saying there's a chance. Okay.
1: You know what else I found interesting that he said pretty firmly is that he's not a mechanics guy when it comes to QBs. He's like, I know what I want my QBs to be able to do from a system standpoint, but Ken Austin is the guy who he leans on to do the mechanics. He's like, okay, this is what I want him to do. Ken, you go get him ready to do that mechanically. You will work on the fundamental stuff, but this is what the system is going to require. So Mm -hmm. I don't know that being mechanically sound is going to be the number one thing on this list. If you can get the ball where it's supposed to be on a consistent basis, if it don't look pretty getting there, whatever, I, I think Hugh Freeze is a results guy is what I'm saying. He's like, it might not have been pretty, but it got where it was supposed to get to and we're moving the chains. Great. Let's keep it moving. Right. So, and he also was very clear. I am going to try to build a system around what I think our guys can do. Well, these are the guys we have in the room. What do they do well? We're going to build our offense around that. I I liked a lot of stuff he said, man. I did.
2: Something else that he talked about, and of course he met with, We also the media also met with the coordinators. Uh, mm-hmm. Phil Montgomery, apparently Hugh Freeze hasn't completely turned over the offense <laughs> to Phil <laughs> Montgomery. Uh, recent development here. Um,
0: shot? Or nah? Nah. I mean, well... <laughs> How long have they been working together? And when I mean working, I mean, have y'all sat down at a table in the meeting room and put up, connected your, your laptop to the TV and be like, all right, let's come up with the base? No. Hugh Freeze has probably been living on the private jet slash car slash whatever he's been using to, to get all around this country to recruit. He hasn't been in the office. So we know that they couldn't have done any type of advanced uh playbook building
1: that's not possible yet now he said that specifically as well he's like look man we we've, we've had literally like one yeah. meeting and we only i think he only he said they only got through like um protections i forgot which one he said he started with but yeah yeah so with that being the case I,
0: you can't expect too much um for him to say all right we've talked about the what what it's going to be we've looked at the guys who are going to be playing who we think is going to be one and two and now we've built the playbook around our quarterbacks that we have on the roster. And now I can hand that over to him because I understand him. He understands me and we understand what we're going for until that happens. I wouldn't expect him to to, to turn it over. Now, if there is an opportunity for them to get that done before the fall, then maybe that's when it, you know, he fully hands over the reins. But until then I would expect that he has to have his hand on, on that role and, and on that job um, at least until he feels comfortable. He's going to empower Philip Montgomery as a play caller, as the head man in charge, and as the play caller. He's going to empower Philip Montgomery to do that part of the job,
1: but not until he feels like they have a, a
0: sound understanding. And, and that's just, that just makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, what he said specifically in the presser was that, you know, he's been calling stuff the same thing since, high, since he coached high school. And it's going to take an adjustment for them to figure out, like, what are we calling this particular thing? Because I've been calling it this forever, but you call it this. But it's the same thing. So, like, we need to come up with what our terminology is going to be. And um, Philip said – uh-oh, wrong one here. Free said protections, and we'll do screens next. So that's the first two things that they plan on working on is what are we calling our protection? Mm -hmm. And then how do we install our screen game? That's interesting that that's, like – protection i get that 100 because you got to work with your officer line up front it's where it starts he's been saying that from day one but i think right. it's interesting that the next thing that they're going to work on installing is how do we get our screen game on point
2: which has not been on point since how long ike <sighs> i defer to you on that because i i would say forever but that's a little you know hyperbole. i mean we, we
1: we we have not really been a heavy screen team for a very long time um like I, I haven't loved any of our screen packages. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I couldn't tell you.
2: I was so disappointed with Harson. I just knew we would have some some different. We we did a lot of running back stuff, which was good to see. We didn't do that at all towards the end of Malzahn's tenure. But I really want to see our screen game get back to 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 make make the screen game great again. Pretty much <laughs> for uh, sure. I, I want to see. Um, also, another comment. That was mentioned by by another amazing guy named Philip. Uh, he says the offensive coordinator Philip Montgomery said that they have that he has worked with both types of QBs and will create an offense that will suit whoever gives him the best chance of winning. So he talks yep. about having a very flexible type of offensive system. Thoughts on that, Ike?
1: Yeah, man, this is, man, this is what I want to see. I I want to see, somebody ask us this in a live recently, or maybe it was in the comment section is, you know, uh, after a video, do we think we finally have a coach that is not going to be so rigid with how they think about developing an offense? And both the head coach and the offensive coordinator have answered that question and said, listen, you have who you have. We'll figure out how to put something in that works well for that person. So right. if we're gonna ride with Robbie Ashford, who is more of a dual threat, then we're gonna have stuff that's gonna involve running the quarterback, it seems. If the guy's not a runner, which everybody assumes that you gotta be a runner to play in this Hugh Freeze offense, I don't know how many times I've had to say that that's not true, but I'll say it again, that's not true that you have to be a runner to develop to, to be in Hugh right. Freeze's offense, then they're going to have something that doesn't require a quarterback that needs to run. Right. That's not That that seems like rocket science in this day and age to say, well, you have to recruit this kind of guy to be in this kind of offense. Or you could have an offensive coordinator that knows how to adapt their offense to whatever quarterback that they get. So you're just going to go get the best talent available and build something around them.
2: Yeah, we have uh, Mike G is not here with us, as I mentioned earlier, but uh, we got some reinforcements. We got a treat for you guys. As you know, we're always sponsored on the Midweek Report by AuburnSports.com. We're bringing you the guy who's responsible for it all. The Commodore is with us, guys. Mr. J.G. Tate is joining us. How are you, sir? What up? What up? Hey, <coughs> I was hanging with Mike
3: G. today. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was I, I,
2: out saw, there. I, I saw you uh,
3: not suited and booted. You you look kind of, uh, you look really casual there. Yeah, I looked a little chat. I was a little casual. <laughs> yeah. I had to wear my rival stuff to, you know, Promote the brand. I
2: got you. You had to rep your set. Yeah, love the NBA Jam in the background. Loving I do.
3: That. I, I love it. And I play as a Golden State Warriors. I get Timmy Hardaway and I get Chris Mullen, dude. I'm telling you, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> nice. nice. Yo, what would happen
0: if they had, like, current day, like, Clay and Steph shooting threes Oof. from NBA Jam? It would be nonsense.
3: And they weren't even born when this game came out, I think. I know, yeah. <laughs> Although, if you play as a Mavericks, you get Ron Harper and Ron Harper. I don't understand this. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Should be really? Blackman <laughs> or something. Huh.
2: Yeah. Uh, Commodore, you were there. You met with the staff. You already came on on a, on a morning drop a few weeks back, and you were pretty pleased with what you had seen so far. And it was some extreme circumstances that Hugh Freeze walked into, and to salvage it took some extreme measures measures, which... That happened with the recruiting hall, what they did on the early signing period, uh, what they've done with junior day, what they've done with the transfer portal. It, it's been remarkable to, to watch. Having to sit down with and talk to some of the members of that staff, what more have you gleaned from them? And what is your sentiment about Hugh Freeze and the coordinators?
3: Yeah, I think the thing that stuck out to me today was just the autonomy he's given these guys, particularly uh, Montgomery, Monty, they call him usually. And uh, Ron, the defensive coordinator. I think those guys really have a ton of autonomy. And I'm not surprised about Ron, but with Montgomery, I know he's been a head coach at Tulsa for eight years, but nonetheless, you know it's going to be tough for Hugh to not be calling plays because he's done that his whole career. And then here comes Philip Montgomery. And I I really enjoyed spending some time with him today and getting an idea for how he's going to collaborate here. And Hugh had some nice things to say about how they're trying to marry these two offensive philosophies that are similar, uh, but... You know, they're going to have to sit down and hash this stuff out before they start practice and kind of come to some conclusions. You guys are talking about it, about verbiage, uh, come to some common words and things like that. So I, I think a lot of this guy, uh, he does not remind me of an offensive coordinator because typically they're weird people. That Like Jeff Grimes is kind of an odd character. He's an offensive coordinator now at Baylor. Like Noel Mazzoni's weird. Mike Leach is weird. How Mummy was weird. Like they're all like that. Like and and weird. Gus Malson's weird. Yes, Gus Mal's is weird. Yeah. Gus, Gus is definitely is, weird. Yeah. For sure. But Philip Montgomery's not. Philip Montgomery reminds me of a defensive coordinator. He's he is all buttoned up and 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 ready for business. So mm. I'm interested to see how that works out.
2: He seems. He strikes me as someone who is ha, doesn't have much of an ego because you go from being a head coach, you've been a coordinator, you go to be a head coach, and then you come back your next job and you're potentially sharing play calling duties. And so it, it 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 says a lot to me about feel in that way that, you know, you would kind of want some sort of autonomy returning back to your native position or, or the thing that you really excelled at in the beginning. But I, I didn't know if you, if you took that from
3: talking to Philip. I mean, he hasn't told me this, but I think he's stung a little bit by getting fired at Tulsa. I mean, cause he, mm-hmm. he was a legitimately really good coach at Tulsa. One of the best they've ever mm-hmm. had got into bowl games. And I, I think he felt a little stung that he got fired there. So the fact that he's an offensive coordinator right now, I think he's on a reclamation tour in a sense. Like, mm. all right, if you want to doubt me, fine. I'm going to show you what I can do, and yeah. I'm interested to see what he does. I, I don't think he's going to be a big risk taker, um, which is good and mm. bad. Um, if they're able to grind the football and get enough out of the passing game, it's not going to matter. He's just going to grind people down. He's going to have yeah. to get some more linemen to do that, though. You That's going to be more? interesting, though.
1: Philosophically, though,
3: because need more
1: depth. Because mm-hmm. because Hugh Freeze made it seem like he's he's like you know in certain scenarios he's going to be calling the play. So is is Hugh Freeze going to be risk averse? I don't know if, if that I, he just doesn't strike me as the risk averse type. Like he feel mm-hmm. it feels like he's playing with house money a little bit right now because of you know look, Auburn really can't afford to fire another head coach. <laughs> um, like literally, like monetarily, can't afford to fire another Good head morning. coach right um and he realizes that you know what was in the cupboard he's th- he talked about it he's like he's never walked into a situation where he needed to go and get nine guys just to fill out his offensive line room yeah. so he feels like maybe hey I'm playing with house money a little bit let's go out here and take some gambles and 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 you know throw some caution to the wind i think it's going to be interesting to see kind of the juxtaposition of those two as someone who co- comes off as a conservative hey, we'll live for the next down guy versus a guy who maybe is feeling like, hey, I, I, we need to make it happen. Let's go get it. Let's go do it. Um, so I don't well, know. We'll, we'll see how it works that, out.
0: Don't you think some of that has to do with what do you have in a QB room? If a trigger man is a guy you can trust, you get him in there, you you feel like he's understanding the, your concepts and he's picking it up quickly enough, then when you get into the season, you know you can, hey, I, I can gamble with this because I know he gets it. But if, if he doesn't, then you kind of have to protect him. And you kind of have to say, call, call a little safer.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. I just, uh, I know you guys were talking earlier about the quarterback situation. I I told you guys last time I was on, I don't think the quarterback for Auburn next fall is here yet. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Robbie. Um, And I thought it was interesting today that Hugh was like, I got to have a quarterback that's a leader, which Mm -hmm. Robbie is. And I got to have a quarterback who does not get freaked out when things are going poorly. And I'm not sure that's Robbie. Uh, Robbie's very emotionally invested in what's going on. And I like that in a football player, but that's not what they're not asking me. They're asking Hugh. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when he said that, I kind of thought either that is not good for Robbie or Robbie needs to make an adjustment and show in the spring that even when yep. bad things are happening. I got the not ladder. I took
2: right. the ladder with that, JG. Right. I, I can see that. And, and in the beginning, before you jumped on, I said, listen, we, we have we have lamented this offseason that this QB one is Robbie's job to lose. But make no mistake, he can absolutely lose it. Um, especially if he doesn't show what Hugh Freeze is looking for. So, yeah,
1: and, and I get the feeling he freezes like, look, this, it's it it's this or you're not playing, right? Like it's not one of those, uh, you know, coach, my bad. It's like, no, not my bad. Go sit on the bench. Right. So if in spring yeah. you're blowing up and you're hanging your head and da da, it's like, yeah, coach, um, no, no, I don't we don't no, need that. Co- no I, you coddling, can't, basically. Yeah, if you're if it's gonna be like that today during a scrimmage, I can't put you out there in front of ninety thousand, dude. I can't. Yeah. So yeah. you're gonna have to figure it out.
3: I see in the uh, chat here at Corey W, who's a war poor legend. Uh, he thinks Grayson McCall is going to be the quarterback, and I tend to agree with him. I think it's going to be Grayson McCall. So, really so let me.
2: So I guess that's a question I wanted to ask because Grayson McCall pulled his <laughs> name we out of the, the Grayson trans. McCall
1: whisperer. <laughs> he, he he has been can't, he Manifest, has been campaigning. Are we
2: manifesting Grayson McCall as an Auburn fan base here?
0: Grayson McCall hive and Leo Berman hive, baby. Let's get it. It's <laughs> <laughs> my two. I, I ride for him. I ride for him.
2: Um uh, JG like he of course we know what happened with him he pulled his name out of the portal is he expected to graduate this spring and then transfer
3: Oh that's a Well yeah if that if that's the machination I would expect but uh, is he going to graduate <laughs> that's up to him i about man. To say I think that's the
1: more difficult part of this is
3: like That's the
2: thing we need that's the thing you need to manifest more so right
3: It
1: sounds good in theory but like I don't know if he's got the math uh to be able to do it. I don't know Literally? what his actual math scores are I'm saying like the math of how many credit hours he needs to be able to get. to get there um so
3: the good news is that if he graduates okay the problem is that if he transfers in as an active undergrad from coastal you've got to play this like matching uh classes game like Mm -hmm. because auburn doesn't offer the the major he's uh, in at uh, coastal so you got to go class for class and it's a real pain in the ass this is what happened to desi sills on the basketball court a couple years Mm -hmm. ago or a year ago same kind of thing if he graduates now you just got to get him into a graduate program, and you don't have to worry about this class-for-class, credit-for-credit business. It right. does simplify things. It doesn't make it easier necessarily. Or, may, or I don't really know the specifics of a situation, but not having to go class-for-class class would be one hurdle that Auburn would be very stoked about not having to mess with.
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, it, it seems almost a given that the coaching staff, I mean, they did look for a QB in the transfer portal this first go-around. Things just didn't work out. It's almost, I don't know what quality QBs, assuming Grayson can't graduate. It's interesting to see who actually you can get out of the portal the second time around because it's mm-hmm. obviously going to be younger guys or guys who just didn't make it wherever they were. Um, unless you're in a situation where you have a new head coach come in and you just don't fit what they do now. What's the quality of QB can you get assuming, let's just go worst case scenario, Hugh Freeze needs to go into the portal and get a QB. What, what, what quality QBs can potentially be out there and how much pressure is that given, given the second time around? There's no, none of these guys have gone through a spring at Auburn.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, you have to hustle. Um, you, you'd probably get them in May. I mean that, that portal opens in April and then you can maybe start doing stuff in May with them reasonably, but I don't know who it's going to be. There's going to be kids out there who are number twos right now who are pissed off and. They're ready to bounce and, and go yeah. somewhere where they can actually compete and, and go in. And he's going to have to feel good enough to that about that guy to say, hey, I will give you a chance to compete against Robbie, against Holden, whoever comes out of spring at the top. So it's going to have to be somebody like that. I, I, they're going to keep an eye on Grayson McCall. There's no doubt about it. So that's that's that. I mean, I don't know who else is going to be pursuing him. I mean, maybe some big teams need a quarterback. I know Florida talked to him. I initially, to he,
1: Florida was in talks with him for Florida sure. Were, yeah, they, they the couldn't get him problem. in school either. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Apparently, Coastal only offers degrees in making donuts, so you got to go and oh. um. Yeah, the That's
3: only so
1: degrees you can get at Coastal is deodorant,
3: guys. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> Coastal mm-hmm. Carolina. I mean, you know, it's not Auburn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Says the guy oh, yeah. who I got a graduate. I got a degree from Transylvania University. Okay, so I'm not going to talk too much, John.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you you talk with Ron Roberts, defensive coordinator. Yes, I like I like the mentality he had. Is you know sometimes you hear. You, wanna, you want to, as offensive guys, you want to work on your tempo so you don't leave your defense out the dry. And that's one of the things that I have bashed uh, Lane Kiffin for at, at Ole Miss is that he leaves his defenses out the dry for different reasons, obviously. But one of the things I've heard Phil Montgomery talk about, Hugh Freeze talk about, is they've learned being head coaches that sometimes you have to not so much just Go fast, 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 but contr- actually control the tempo of the game, which means you're not always going fast. They were asked they asked Ron Roberts a similar question, and he basically said, Listen, my job is to get off the field. Um, I mean that's 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 cool, that that's that that's great, but I need to get my team off the field. Um if you can help me out, that's cool, but that's that's really my job. I, I like that mentality, that attitude. What was your mentality? What what did you take from I don't know if he had a chance to talk to Ron Roberts, but what was your take on him?
3: Yeah, that was my question, actually, when I was asking him about that, because, okay. you know, because Philip had said, just like you said, control the tempo, not necessarily hit the accelerator all the time. And I think that's because when Gus was coming up, right, tempo was enough. But defense is going to the, uh, you know, you got they've changed so many things formationally and wise. schools are doing it. Yeah, they've caught up to that. So now you just got to control the tempo going fast isn't enough. Uh, and then and Ron was like, Hey man, if he's gonna worry about me and his play calling, I need to step up my game. And I just thought it was funny. You know, he's been a head coach a lot too. He was yeah, he got to the semifinals at Delta State, uh coach at Southeast. He was a good Houston. head coach. Yeah, he, he really just, was. He
2: just jumped to to at, at a coordinator at a, at a at a larger school, right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also me and Philip Marshall mentioned uh, Jeff Grimes to him and just kinda got a nah. Like, the guy, I don't think they're homies. Yeah. I was, I was surprised. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's he's interesting, though. He's kind of a funny dude. He reminds me more of an offensive coordinator, and then Philip Montgomery <laughs> reminds me more of a defensive coordinator. But just from a personality standpoint, that's all.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I, I liked, I just liked how, how Ron Roberts talked about uh, stuff. Um, he just seems really no nonsense, man. He's he's like, look, man, just do your job, man. Like I just his, his whole attitude is just like, man, just look, man, just go out there and do your job. Like we'll, we'll get you in the right position and go out there and do your job. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see him because usually when you think about defensive coordinators, you think about these really fiery, like, like he doesn't, he don't, he doesn't come across like that. He comes to your point, JG. He, like offensive coordinators are usually like these, for lack of a better words, like these. These football nerds that are just like into like the details of like, Oh yeah, because we had this uh backside cross and he just like they start talking ball and you're just like, yo, slow down, bro. Like I have no idea what you're talking about. And defensive guys are usually like, We're gonna smash people. Like they're very like the whole intense, Hulk, just right? Intense. Like just smash. It Ron Roberts is not that kind of he doesn't come off that way at least, mm. um, from listening to interview
2: You know, he joked. I mean, I think uh I think it was was it Pablo Escobarner on Twitter? Like he took Mm-mm. his Avy, and I Mm-mm. was like, he has a sense of humor. It yeah, seems, the one with and, the then, eyes. and then in the interview, mm-hmm. I could see his his personality come out. So yeah, he's a pretty like laid, back, like a funny dude in a sense. Yeah, so he is.